drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, caught, touchdown to Torbeyer, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Twin Lions. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on everybody? We are back and I'm here with Grifka. Grifka, we're back for another week talking Lions. What's going on, buddy? Nothing, man. Just taking my horse to, down the old town road, man. You know how it is. What? <laughs> Just taking my horse down the old, old town road. You know how it is. I, I have no idea what that means. Uh, is that one of your those sayings that people say that you know but nobody else says them? No, that was the song that kept playing at the NFL draft, the one that you watched the whole time. That was like the background one, the promo one that kept playing. It's like Aww. a new rap song, but obviously you missed it because you were too too busy like not watching the draft. So, Oh, you mean I was too busy busting my hump, doing 8 million things while you were out having a picnic, riding a bicycle or whatever you were doing? Like, no, uh, I was taking my horse down the old town road. I just told you what I was doing. You, like, you didn't believe me. And what would you do? Did you DVR it? Because – you, everybody out there, all the Kool-Aid drinkers know you didn't watch any of the draft. And the, the bunch you did know, you only uh, you only knew two names on the draft board, Rocky Asin and, uh, and Ed Oliver. Did I say Rocky Asin, right, Grifka? Yeah. I've got my Sin jersey coming in the mail right now. Are you sure I said it right? Because, I mean, the people might want to hear, like, you. Uh, Rocky right. Asin. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, I had no idea that was the song of the draft, but uh, we are past the draft now, Grifco. We've talked all about it. Um, we are uh, still got, you know, these rookies are kind of just getting in. Like, we're just recording here a day later than normal. I kind of let the people know. Um, we'd be coming in here on a Thursday evening, and we'll uh, continue to give them more shows. But uh, word came out kind of just for a recording that the Lions are getting Hawkinson and um, A.O., Oh, baby, uh, sign, <laughs> signed up. So that's a good thing. And uh, we're going to talk all about kind of the rookie camp that's coming up, um, what these rookies, how they might impact the team, some depth chart items, rookie jersey numbers, and all types of other things. So uh, with all that being said, I mean, you got anything off the top, Grifka, on your mind? No, let's just dive into this, man. Let's, uh, Like you said, rookie camps are coming around for everybody. And uh, it would be nice to see these guys, some video we're in the Honolulu blue. Oh, definitely will, man. Uh, right before we get to that, um, I want to say a couple quick things. Uh, that listener line bonus show that I've been saying, I did pick out uh, a few calls. Again, uh, you know, we encourage everybody to call. When you call, you're not guaranteed to get on the show. But the, the ones I thought that were either funny, insightful, or both, uh, you know, I'm going to put a few of those on. And then I'll also do some react to the calls. Uh, a few pe- um, some people called in right after the draft pick. Some people called in after the draft and gave some reviews. So I'm going to do a couple of those with some of my takes. Hopefully have that out uh, in the next couple of days or over the weekend is kind of my goal. Um, and like I say, appreciate everybody letting us have this extra day here. Uh, we're going to try to stick to our schedule for the most part, but 
you know, as Grifka says, uh, life happens sometimes. I mean, it shouldn't happen on the NFL draft, Grifka, but it does happen. Um, before we uh, jump into our segments, let's do a, a quick note from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everybody, we're back. As Grifka said, man, let's get right into it and talk about these rookies. So, so Grifka, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about the rookie camp. Oh, it's Justin Rogers. He's on... Uh, Locked on Lions, Matt Derry. I always love that show, man. A good 20, 30 minutes of Lions talk most days. Good stuff. But he brings on Justin Rogers. Uh, do you have a take on Justin Rogers, Griffin? <laughs> He's not that great. <laughs> nice. That's not even what I was going for. But uh, I, 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 normally I tee you up. But, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't mind this guy. But he's, he's turning into, like, disgruntled Lions guy where like all he does is have to watch practice write a few articles and like talk about the Lions for a living and he's always uh he's always Eeyore now it's always like oh you know they don't let us do this or oh this team that or my job so hard I was just kind of like oh boy so like he came on the show and he was talking about uh, how Matt Pat's buttoning it up and letting it letting the the beat writers I mean your your boy Dave Burkett must be crying in his uh his oatmeal or whatever Grifka that he can't uh, show up to these practices because uh, Matt Pat's not letting any media or anything for these rookie camps. You got anything to say about that? You know, good for Matt Pat. I mean, why? Right. Why? I mean, what are they going to do? They're just going to sit there and critique these guys. The first you know first ones are like like just you know let them get their feet in underneath them. I mean, you don't have to have, like, cameras and microphones all in their face because that's all they really want. They're just looking for sound bites. Right. And if, you know, the rookies are smart, which it sounds like most of them are, that they'll just they'll just give them the, the standard cliche answers. And then people like us are like, well, that's just a cliche answer. And, like, the writers are complaining that they're getting cliche answers. So, yeah, good for them. Let these guys, you know, get their feet wet in the pros. They don't need a bunch of, you know, guys just looking for, like, a sound bite or a, or, or a quote. You know, good for Matt Pat. All right, here's my take on it. Like, so everyone's always so mad, and like, even us as fans can get a little frustrated. That, like, there's not a bunch of info that comes out because they want to keep things tight. But you know, like you said, all they're gonna do is write fluff pieces or or negative pieces, depending on what these writers see. Like, they have any clue? And like you say, it's the first little set of practices. Like, let them sort of get in there, figure things out. Um, before you start opening them up to the media or letting them watch because these guys are barely just getting going. So I think it's a super smart move. And, like, I think there's something to be said. If you're really going to be, you know, secret service and not want a lot a lot out, you know, maybe start keeping more of these camps, practices, whatever it may be, a little more um, – you know, tight because they could easily report things that they see this, you know, if they don't see anything, they can't say it. Right. Uh, so I think, I think it's no issue other than us as fans will want to see like photos from the practice, hear what these guys got to say, but we know that's going to come in time in the next few weeks or whatever. So I'm totally fine with it. And again, I hate to bang on Justin Rogers. Cause like I say, he used to, he used to be my guy. I just don't want him to turn into one of those guys that like he gets to write about the lions for a living, you know, acting like it's uh, he's a 
a dump truck driver or you know what I mean? Or that's the hardest brain surgery job ever. It's kind of like, man, you should appreciate and enjoy your job. A lot of people would enjoy or want to do that. I mean, he's got to work with Kyle Mikey every day. That can't help. Right. Griffin? <laughs> yeah. But he probably knows Tori Patrick. So it can't be a bad thing either. Oh yeah. Damn. He's got that going for him. But like you say, Justin Rogers, is a good dude. I just, when I heard his voice, I kind of thought, man, I don't want this guy to be beaten down lines writer. Like we, we need a, not only a positive media group, we need a group that, uh, you know, understands that this isn't the the team that's been toiling away the past decade or more. You know what I mean? They're on the upkeep. Yeah, they might not give you everything you want, but you saw what happened when it was the country club and when everybody was talking and everybody had media access. Like, what'd that get us? A bunch of nothing. So I think it's uh, it's helpful. Now, with all that, like, you know, Opened up with that. Let's talk about these players, actually, Grifka. So we got we got Hawk coming in. You know, everybody will be kind of interested to see how he kind of acclimates himself. Um, you know, seeing AO sign his deal was kind of like, oh, man, I, I really like the way this guy just kind of is put together. And everyone keeps saying, I listen to all these other shows, and they're saying this is still the steal of the draft across the board. So I think that's great to hear. And, uh, you know, any any rookies you're really looking forward to is like, man, I really hope not only some good word comes out, but just anxious to get this guy in uniform, get him signed and get him uh, rolling there with the coaching staff. Yeah, one guy, it sounds funny, who I'm interested in seeing is a uh, is a uh, Julian Tavai. Uh, I read an article recently. Uh, Chris Spielman believes that he's the perfect fit for that defense. You know, once again, I know you kind of busted my chops a little bit asking the question if he could be a poor man's Chris Spielman, but Chris Spielman had high praise for this guy. Seeing he fit right in, knows for the ball, and be able to fit the scheme pretty well. So uh, uh, he's a guy I want to see, you know, what, what their plan is for him. I know we kept talking about Walker when they drafted Tracy Walker. You know, you saw, like, when they drafted him in the, the uh, draft <laughs> war room, they looked so happy to get him. Yeah. And I gotta have, I gotta think the same thing with this. They were so happy to get this guy that they gotta scheme him. They're just not gonna, you know, you read the stuff like, oh, he's he's only gonna be a special teamer. I mean, you're not taking a special teamer in the second round. So I, I want to see where this guy fits in. So yeah, I'm really interested in seeing w- what he can do. I think you make a great point there too, and I'm really anxious to see. There's this big debate of kind of. You take him that high in the second round, he's either got to start or got to be impactful somehow, and you're trying to figure out how. You know, is he gonna is he gonna play him and JD in the middle? Is he gonna play the middle, and is JD gonna bump outside a little more? Are they gonna rush Tavai off the edge? He's got some rush ability. You know, are they gonna move him around as like a chess piece where you never know where this guy's gonna be lined up? I think he is kind of the most intriguing football player, and as much as people hated the name and hated the spot they took him because he wasn't a national name on a lot of radars, I think he's getting a lot of buzz now as far as excited because he, you know, everybody loves a run and hit linebacker. You know what I mean? With some size that can really make some exciting plays on Sunday. So I think he's gaining that of everybody thinking like, what if, you know, what's this guy's ceiling? And I like the point you brought up about Spielman. I'm always, uh, curious if they dip into his knowledge, you know, as far as before they took him, Hey, can you watch some tape and tell us what you think of this guy? Or, Hey, uh, you know, when they had him in the building, maybe he swung by and kind of chatted with him because, you know, Chris Spielman does work for the team now. So he kind of, you know, has that, but he's also a national guy. So he's supposed to sort of be unbiased, but I'm curious, you know, if he 
really feels and means that or if it's more like a fluff piece for the team. But, hey, man, if Chris Spielman likes his mentality and his abilities, you know, count me as sold then because that guy knows what he's talking about when it comes to the game of football. Yeah, it, it was one of those things. I know writers write headlines just to get you to bite and, you know, clickbait. But, you know, when I read that headline that he had, uh, you know, perfect fit for defense, I had to read. I, I It was. It was like almost like the perfect clickbait line right there i'm like okay i'm like it's coming from the guy i mean Griff, you know, what? Spielman when i was younger you know so i had to read it what uh what website was this i believe it was just an article they got in the free press or something like that is where i read it or maybe it was on bleacher report one of those i can't remember because i was it was one of those but i did i did see it what's another great uh site Grifka, that you often uh, discuss here on the show uh, I don't know what you're talking about, to be honest with you. You sure, you sure this wasn't on Lions 24-7, Grifka, your go-to site? Oh, yeah, it wasn't Lions 24-7. It wasn't Lions 24-7. <laughs> all right, that's where Grifka gets all his knowledgeable content. That and the dude that calls him at, like, midnight and gives him all these insider tips that he often talks about on the show. So Exactly. Uh, I, I thought that was going to be your clickbait uh, article uh, for sure. But, yeah, man, I, I, I really like the name you brought up there. I, I guess I'm really interested, too, to see the – the camp, the undrafted guys, you know, they still haven't even really confirmed these guys that they've signed. I'd really like an official notice from the lions that, uh, Bo, I think I called him Ben Schwaggle on the other show. I think it's, uh, well, it's something close to that. I don't think that Schwaggle <laughs> is it, but Schwaggle <laughs> something like that. Ben Schwaggle is a lot more fun to say than the new version I've been hearing about his name. But, uh, I mean, I'd like to see something come out that they did ink that guy. You know, Trey Lamar will come in and compete. I'd like to see that. And then, like you say, see what kind of these the other uh, Pope, the other big tackle has. And, I don't know, that offensive line get kind of after the draft. To me, if, if one or both of those guys end up working out long-term or end up being projects that – you know, can help this football team. I think that's a big bonus because you, you didn't put any draft capital into getting them. So um, those are some names that jump out. And I, I bet you when they really open camps, you know, the, the receiver Fulgham is going to kind of shine when he gets opportunities just because of his athleticism and, and the, the kind of the plays I think he'll be able to make when it's just uh, shirts and shorts out there. Yeah, it's, uh, those undrafted guys too, you know, it's always seems like one or two of those guys make the team. So once again, just interested to see those guys as well. Griff kind of every other Kool-Aid cast we do, all you do is call those guys camp bodies. Now you love the undrafted late picks. No, there's a couple of them. The ones I mentioned on the show before. <laughs> um, I, I want to see those guys, but yeah, most of those guys are just going to be camp bodies and I mean, I'm talking that was it the guys even before the draft, they brought like that linebacker from Air Force. They like gave him like some undrafted, you know, you're not going to get drafted, but why don't you come be like a tackling dummy for us at camp and see if you can hold up for at least two days. You know, they had, they actually did that for a couple guys. I mean, I can't remember the other one, but, uh, you know, maybe it's, remember the one security guard that was all like, you know, talking to us like we were his bro at that one training camp we went to. And at one point you looked at me, you're like, gosh, I wish you showed up. Maybe <laughs> you send that yet too. <laughs> hey, Griff, could, uh, fun fact. Did you know Joy Bell was security guard for the Lions and uh, Jerome Bettis is from Detroit? Did you know that? Wow, man, you should put that out somewhere because I've never heard that before. Crazy, huh? And, and, and this one will blow your mind. This one's incredible. Like, get this, Griff, could. Matt Stafford and Clayton Kershaw went to high school together and played baseball. Can you believe that? <laughs> like baseball? Like they were on the same team and everything? Yeah, crazy, right? 
Oh my god, that would have been amazing. <laughs> oh man, wow, wow. That, was, that would be that would be cool if like during a game, like if like Joe Buck would like show that picture or something like that, you know, like of their high school photo or something. That would be neat. I, right. I would be very interested to see that. All right, we need we need somebody to dig in this story. Justin Rogers, Kyle Mikey, get on this. Like this is crazy stuff. So when you said security guard, that's all I thought about. I mean, Joy Bell, security guard. We haven't heard anything about it. It's a it's a hidden gem of a story, you know. Yeah. It might have been Joyke Bell actually talking to us. I can't remember. <laughs> All right, Griffka. So we've named a few players. We're looking forward to camp. We're probably not going to hear that much because, again, they shut out the media. But I'm excited they're getting in there. And then I'd love it when they mix it up with the vets here in a week or two. But what about their impact? What about some of these rookies in regards to can they can they get a starting spot? Are you going to be excited to watch them on Sundays? You know, are they going to impact this depth chart? You know, kind of a broad question. But – what do you think about the impact of some of these guys? Um, from the start, I think A.O., I think he bumps T's Tabor. That's going to be the big one. You know, I think, you know, Tabor, it's just, I think we've, see, we've seen him. And I know one of those things like, oh, it's hard to develop as a cornerback, but the way he's just getting beat like an Indian drum out there, I just, you know, his speed, I mean, I have to say at some point, in training camp before the season starts, AO jumps him on the uh, on the death chart. So, that, I mean, that's got to be a big impact because I know his rookie year, we were both like, hey, you know, he's you know he's got you know he's slow, but you know he came from a big good program. He's got good coverage skills to be able to make up for that. His instincts, and you know, we had a poor first year, like, oh yeah, just give him a second year. And even last year, he looked bad. So, yeah, I think uh, AO jumping him on the depth chart is going to be uh, a big thing. That's one of my uh, um, that's one of my predictions. Griffin, real real quick, AO jumping tees on the depth chart is sky is blue, water is wet type of garbage from you, man. That that's not a hot take. That's not a yeah, impact. You're, talk, that's, that's you're talking a rookie fifth rounder over a second rounder is going to be what in the league third year. I mean, that's you know, <laughs> oh that's a little gosh. something. Oh my gosh, this this is why the people tune in, Griffin, for incredible insight like that from you. Uh, like, here's another quick one before you uh, continue. I was listening to Mike O'Hara and Ken Brown. They have a podcast, and I don't know what it is about their show, but it's so funny because <laughs> these guys argue with each other. Like, I don't know, Ken Brown gets Mike O'Hara riled up, and they kind of go at it, which always makes me laugh on their show. And they try to keep it to, like, I don't know, Ken Brown thinks a podcast can only be, like, 10, 15 minutes. He's always trying to close up the show. It's like, you just started. <laughs> but anyway, I'm listening to their show, and uh, and uh, Brown was, like, talking about it, and they were trying to pronounce uh, Warrior or whatever, and they're just, like, coming around like, it's just AO, okay? AO's the name. I'm like, man, this, this guy's a Kool-Aid drinker. Like, I know that's not a, a unique nickname either, but he, he said it. I mean, I think he's been listening to our, our draft coverage, which is cool, but he, he didn't end it with uh, something, Griff, because I think he should have, which is, oh, baby. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, maybe. You know who he might be? He'd be that man. AO. Baby, <laughs> you should have you should have tried to put trademark on that or something. See, nobody's going to use it because they listen to us. They're just all closet people. So, uh, oh yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, will be so. Uh, yeah, so uh, another one impact. I, you know, Hawkinson first round. I think if anything, any impact he's going to have is just going to be in the blocking game. 
I mean, I said it before, rookie tight ends don't put up big numbers. So if everybody's looking for him to get these huge numbers, I, I don't think that's going to happen. And I think Griff, he's going to be one of those Griff, things. Griff. Like, what's that? Are people hitting you up on Twitter, like hating you for your your takes continuously about this guy? Dude, do we really take a tight end at eight, and you're sitting here weeks after the draft saying his impact's going to basically be in the blocking game? That's it. Okay, did pretty you really much. just say that? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> are, are are you crazy? Like, uh, what do we have to do to get it through your head that this guy's a multifaceted top talent? He was basically a. a any, anybody that listened to the Listener Line show, Paul Jackson, who's a, a great supporter of the show, he, he calls you out and he lays out that, like, TJ Hawkinson was, like, top five, top eight on everyone's board. And everybody knows he's a tight end. So what does that tell you? Like, they account for tight ends not being that valuable. And he's still in the top five, top eight. And you're acting like he's a, he's a plodding, big blocker, and that's all he does. Like, it's just ridiculous out of you. Okay. I mean, I'm glad a lot of people had him up in, you know, the five through eight range, but seen plenty of guys five through eight just to turn out to be just, just guys. And uh, once again, tight end is one of the hardest positions to transition to in the pros. So uh, that, uh, there, that gave you the cliche along with defensive back, quarterback, left tackle, uh, defensive tackle, middle linebacker, outside linebacker, free safety, kicker, punter. They're all very difficult positions to transfer. But Grifka, I'm just sick of you acting like this guy's going to catch no passes. Or well, what's he going to do? Is he catch a couple passes for 20 yards a game? Wasn't that your after the draft take? Okay. Like well, that's all the I'm worst saying, take I've heard. Like it's just brutal. Like well, this all guy, I'm saying is that everybody uh, and they drafted him, and everybody's expecting him to throw up like all these huge numbers. You know, he's going to have eight to ten touchdowns and like nine. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, going to. Go. Okay, he's not going to. He might have a touchdown or two and <laughs> a few hundred yards. A touchdown or two. Yeah. Oh my God. You're, 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 you've lost your mind. Grifka. Like you just hate tight ends and tight ends in the top 10 so much that you're giving this guy numbers. Like he's your boy. Who's the guy you went crazy about last year? We were reviewing the Cowboy games. Oh, Jeff Swain killed us. Guy had like 30 Swain, yards. Yeah. He had like 30 yards receiving. Like, that's good for a tight end. Like you have no idea what this guy's ceiling is or what he could do. And I already told you at the end of the day, it's not about stats, but like your take that he's just going to, go out there and be a sixth offensive lineman and maybe catch a ball or two is ridiculous. Okay. I mean, that, that that's okay. I mean, if you think he's just going to be an important cog of, of the offense, you know, catching passes and everything. Okay. I mean, reasonable minds can differ. Can I, can I jump in here? You're, you're, you're losing the people because you hate tight ends and you're doing all that. Can I, can I get some impact rookies on the team? Or just in general. <laughs> Can I talk? Can I go with some rookies? Go ahead. Well, what I'm looking for, man, is you already hit on Jelani Tavai, which I thought was a great take. Like, he has to be impactful where they took him and just, you know, his position. Like, we do need that other thumper, that other linebacker that can run, cover, get the ball out. So we already kind of talked about him. But I think, I think the safety from Boston College, man, I'm so excited about – having um, three safeties that can all move, that are big and physical, that are young, that have a certain amount of, of run and hit ability, a certain amount of cover skills, and I think have the chance to gel together really well. Like That, to me, is the new NFL. Three safeties, guys that can move, guys that can drop down and cover, but also are not afraid to hit. And 
that's my impact guy, man. How how's he gonna fit? Where's he gonna be on the field? All that type of stuff because like him, Tracy, and Diggs, I think could present a lot of issues for other defenses. So uh, that's my guy. That's my impactful rookie. Yeah, he he may do some damage, but like I said, it's if if they're going to run the three safety, like you like you're saying, I think he will play closer to the line as opposed to being back out in coverage. So, but that's the beauty of the three safeties. Like now, we at least have the option to mix and match. We got injury coverage. We've got a guy that's been a captain. He's a leader. He's got those type of abilities. Like. He's not just a box safety. This guy can move. He can do some things and like pairing him with the other guys that can also move. I think it really presents some issues. So again, we could run down some of the other guys, but I think, uh, I think Will Harris, man, is a guy to keep your eye on and a guy that could be really fun to watch because again, it's not like they took him in the fifth round, sixth round. He was a third round pick, uh, you know, and they, they obviously had a plan because he was another guy that was a little bit, somewhat off the radar at that point in the draft and they snagged him up and man i i hope 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 in the next couple of years that him tracy and Diggs are, are really playing good football because i don't see many teams that have a, a trio of young safeties and again will harris got to do some things first i mean well what, what do you say about rookies grifka hey, they're only prospects till they do something Exactly. So, like, I haven't seen this guy in the field, but just reading up on him, watching some more highlights, as you, as you like to crack on me for, Grifka, but um, watching a little bit of tape, whatever I can find on this guy. Like, I don't know. There's just something there, and I think Matt Pat is stirring the pot with this three-safety, versatile look. And between those guys, an upgrade at corner and our defensive line being really deep, like, I think that's going to be – Multiple issues for teams on Sundays. So, Griff, uh, you got any other uh, impact rookies or you want to move on? No, let's move on. Okay. Grifka, you know me. When it comes down to it, I mean, I got to admit, it's a little bit of an issue for me. But over the years, I've become a memorabilia guy when it comes to jerseys. I love jerseys. I love quality jerseys. So, Everyone on Twitter and everywhere has been itching for what number are these rookies going to be. The numbers for the free agents and stuff came out. So, um, got any thoughts on like uh, what what Hawkinson might wear? What some of these guys might wear? Any numbers you either want them in or not want them in? And then, like another show that I listen to, they always talk about like your number actually sort of in a weird way dictates you know what the team thinks of you like if, if you're a, a corner and they drop like a 41 on you like good luck making the team or good luck uh, having a big time career but you get that 21 at corner or you get a you know a, a 98 97 if you're a rush end like that, those are the numbers you want type of thing you buy into any of that or no I think part of that may be simply because you're uh just like the old days, because that's what that's what the numbers, you know, that you see on like NFL Network when they show like those old games from the 60s and 70s. And that's just what the NFL at the time you were stipulated. You had to be in that number range if you were playing those positions. So I think it might be one of those things like you see that number and that's what you think back to, you know, you think linebacker, you think, Oh, like 50 or 54, you know, like, Oh my gosh, you know, you know, Butkus or, you know, Lawrence Taylor, that, that's what that's in your mind. But if you get like linebacker and you're like 59, you're like, or 60, you're like, huh? 
well, okay. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he'll be okay. You know, you know, something like that. So I, I think that's what it is. I don't think it really means anything. Like if a team like thinks you're terrible, it's not like, once again, bringing up a sport you don't want to talk about, but it's not like baseball, like in spring training or a guy that's a number 67. Yeah. Good luck in double a that year. That's pretty much what it is. I don't think it works the same way in football, but, um, I'm not a huge fan of like tight ends that have like those teen numbers. You see like guys that tight end were like 19. I don't know. Maybe I'm just old school like that. I like my wide receivers and tight ends to be in the eighties. That's just, that's just me though. So Hawkinson, if he was to get like an 80 number, any one of them, I, I would be okay with that. And, uh, but it, I don't know. It's just something, it just doesn't look right on a guy, a big guy wearing like a, a little number to me. It just, I just, just don't think it looks right. <laughs> but Grifka, real quick though, like I think you're getting it twisted because I think college, you know, they let him wear like, you know, defensive lineman wear number nine and these crazy numbers. But the NFL still has a numbering system. It's just a little bit tweaked, like especially in camp. You know, you might see a guy with a crazy number that doesn't really fit. But when it actually comes to the season, like I think they've been a little bit more lenient when it comes like receivers. They started letting quarterbacks wear number one and stuff like that. But I think you still got to fall in like certain number ranges to be able to you know, on the defensive line, linebackers, like they still have some of those rules out there. But, um, you know, I I don't know. Like I said, I I have way more uh, Lions jerseys than I need, but a sweet number for a good player uh, really is cool to see just for fans. And and I'm really curious now. I wish I had it in front of me, but this guy on Twitter, he does these awesome where he actually takes like somehow these photos, photoshops them and, and puts guys in Lions gear like, great as they get signed like I don't even know how he does it but uh, they look absolutely awesome and uh he did one with Hawkinson in 84 Grifka I know 84 is a big number for the Lions but uh he seemed pretty confident that might be the number he's going for and shout out to our boy Big Hughes again a, a guy that helped us kind of start the show it helps us behind the scenes a lot he uh he wants to see Hawk in 85 just out of spite for uh Eric Mebron. Um, so, uh, any thoughts of what number you'd like Hawk to have since that's our, our top pick and your favorite player? I think, that, to be honest with you, I think the number that would look totally cool on his back, the, just the length of his name, it's obviously going to cover, you know, it's going to be, it's going to have to be like one of those names that's really compressed on the back of his jersey because it's so big. I think the number 88 would look cool underneath that. 88, huh? I, I think I looked at the rosters. I want to say, like, most of the numbers in those 80s are pretty much covered. I, I think 88 was probably free, um, if I off the top of my head. I know that I know that, um, oh gosh, why is his name escaping? Jesse James took 83. We've got Big Mike right now, at least. This, this jersey may be open again here shortly if he doesn't step his game up, but 8-0 is uh, Big Mike Roberts, so there were only a couple numbers that were really uh, available there. I think 88 and 84 were the two that sort of jumped out to me as well. So, yeah, um, yeah I don't mind it. I think I told Hughes, I mean, I'd like to see him in the 87. You know, uh, again, I don't know if they want to steer away just because, you know, those Gronk comparisons and stuff. But to me, a, a big old guy in the 87 that can block and catch always just feels sort of right at tight end as well. Um, I was kind of bummed that AO didn't get 21. Like, they gave 21 to Cooper. 
Um, I have another corner that we have, and like to me, 21 is just the number. That was always my number in basketball, football, whatever it was, and a uh, big Dion guy coming up and whatnot. But uh, 21 for a corner, I mean, doesn't get better than that. But that one's taken. And then, uh, like you said, you mentioned the linebackers. Like, I'd love to see a great number on Tavai in case he turns out to be a beast. Like, I, if he does t- turn out to be a beast with that crazy hair and, and runs and tackles, I could see him selling some jerseys. Yeah, and so. Uh... I think him being uh, kind of an unknown, I think like a double odd number. You understand what I'm saying? Like a 57 or a 55, you know, something like that would look kind of cool on him. How is a, how is a 57, a double number, double odd number, not like a 54, 56, you know, something like that. 57. It always seems like greats always were like even numbers. You were talking about the numbers thing, you know, kind of blaze your own trail where, where an odd number. You know, in that 50 is what I was talking about. Yeah. See, I don't know about him in like a 5-7, like, you know, I don't know. I don't have a number really pegged for him, but I think a a really cool linebacker number would be good. And then one other one I want to bring up, I I was watching Good Morning Football, man, and they had a little piece about uh, Austin Bryant. They were just praising him as maybe another steal of the draft, like his character. He was a... Uh, the unforgotten guy or the forgotten guy, I guess I should say, on the uh, Clemson line. It'd be pretty sweet to get him in a good number. And and here's a little tidbit, Griff guy. I know you didn't catch this because you didn't watch the draft. You were out playing tiddlywinks or, um, you know, blowing uh, sunflowers in the air or, or blowing bubbles or whatever you were doing. Um, it's dandelions, thank you. Dead dandelions <laughs> that are white, dandelions. you blow those and you make a wish. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for the correction. Um I, uh, they, when they named off Austin Bryant, your boy, uh, it's another one of your favorites, isn't it, Griffka? Don't you love Lomas Brown on the call of the Lions? Isn't he such a great oh, yeah. commentary he's, guy? He's, he's, he's so clear to listen to. Oh my gosh. It's, 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 it's almost like I'm standing right next to him. It sounds so clear. Oh man, we're banging on quite a few people here on the show, but obviously we respect and, and appreciate all these guys. We have to have a little fun. But uh, Lomas Brown announced the pick, and he said linebacker Austin Bryant out of Clemson. So, you know they don't do that by mistake. You know the Lions turned in the card as a linebacker; it was red as such. So, you know I think that's pretty interesting, and see him maybe in one of those odd numbers where he can both be a stand-up linebacker as well as a rush end type of guy. So I'll be curious to kind of see what he gets as well. Yeah. So they must have a scheme for him as well. Like you said, that's no mistake how they write that down. And, and during the draft, uh, those announcers, the, like the on NFL network ESPN, if something is, I guess, out of the ordinary from where they usually played in college, I mean, they usually note that as well. So, um, they they must have a plan, like you said, either, you know, coming off the edge with his hand in the dirt or, like, using him as more of a stand-up type guy. Yeah, man, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see. So, everybody, I would assume those rookie numbers will come out here in the next day or two before they uh, hit Friday. Um, will be the first camps. They're going to have to have numbers on. I mean, know everybody will be interested, and hopefully people will go out and, and snag up some nice jerseys, support the team, and uh, get rid of those Kevin Smiths and the uh, – you know, James Stewart, one of Grifka's favorites. Uh, what else is out there that we see at uh, games? James a lot, Stewart. I was faster than James Stewart. <laughs> Joey, uh, if you got a Joey jersey, it might be time to ditch that one. Uh, what, what else is out there? DeAndre Levy's, those can probably go. Charles Rogers, man. Get your Charles Rogers. <laughs> uh, we still we still go to games and see people in the Mike Williams jersey. It's like really, and then you got the you got the Carolina Blue Lions jerseys. Those are always our favorites. Like really, you still got 
You still got that China knockoff. Come on, buddy. So, Grifka, we talked about a lot on the show, man. Let's. Uh, we got a couple questions from the Kool-Aid drinkers, the supporters, the uh, people that make this show go. How about we answer uh, just a couple quick ones there, and then we'll uh, finish it up for today. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. So, so Grifka, this is actually a Team Grifka guy, I think. Uh, you, you may know this name. I think he's hit you up on Twitter a couple times directly. I, I know that you're uh, well-versed or... or you know, not at all when it comes to Twitter, but Frank Ribble, does that name sound familiar, Grifka? Yeah, he's hit me up a few times and I've responded to him. <laughs> oh, man, I, I he, he's on your side, I think, now, but, you know, that will quickly change, I'm sure. But Frank wrote in, he, he wanted to know, he, he had like a way too early roster question. He wanted to know, which of these players do you think won't make the 53 roster? And he put Ty Johnson, and he kind of put starting kick returner with a question mark. Zach Zenner, Theo Riddick, Nick Bodden, or, uh, and then he also has here, oh, go ahead and answer that one. With those names, do you think any of those four names don't make the roster or another name that you want to throw at Frank that you think will get cut that might either surprise or might be a name to look out for? Gosh, out of those four, let's see, they took Bodden last year and they had to take him for a reason. It's that, it's this coach. I mean, it's his guy. He drafted him. Same with Johnson. It's down between either Zenner or Riddick, but I think Riddick gives them a little more than what Zenner does. So I think, once again, I think Zach Zenner turns into this year's Andre Fluel. And so uh, I would have to say he uh, he doesn't make the roster, and just as soon as one of those running backs get hurt, he's the, he's the guy on speed dial. <laughs> did, you, did you say Zach Zenner, Grifka? Yes. What uh, what is it about Zenner again that they either like or I thought he was one of your boys? Yeah, he is, man. He's got double Z's, man. Because if you got three Z's, you're asleep. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm surprised to hear you say that. I mean, not only do you love Zach Zenner, you always have. I mean, you're right with all the people that think he should be a starting running back in the NFL. Am I right? Yeah, he'd be right up there. He's he's a workhorse, man. He's, he'd definitely be a bell cow. <laughs> you know, because he gets 68 yards at halftime and then. He finishes the game with like 72, and they're like, they just stopped giving him the ball. <laughs> right. So I thought for sure you're going to keep him. You know, we've kind of been on the fence about Theo. Nick Bodden, like you said, uh, brought in for a reason as well as didn't get a chance to show what he can do last year. So he's off everybody's radar. I was I was very uh, surprised to hear you just kind of pencil in Ty Johnson just because he was a pick. I mean, he was a pick in the sixth, seventh round. He has speed, but, you know, he hasn't done anything yet, and that's a pretty – loaded running back room i'd like to see him make the team if he shows out and shows that he can impact special teams i mean that's an important position griff i mean it's a third of the game you know what i mean uh, yeah, <laughs> very but, important. but i i don't think i just place him on the roster so frank first of all thank you for your question i know Grifka will never thank anybody or appreciate our supporters but i i appreciate you frank and uh we thank you for hitting us up on twitter all the time and sending in questions like this but uh ty johnson to me uh is the question mark out of this group. I think the other three make it. Okay. Do, do you want to, can you give Frank a shout out before we move on? Yeah, Frank, appreciate the question. And I love chatting with you on Twitter. <laughs> I, I do tell him to get after you sometimes. I don't know if he does that or not, but I'm like, give Grifka some grief, would you? So I know he did that. He called in one time and, and kind of got at you. So that was good. Uh, keep it up, Frank. Uh, agree with me and give Grifka crap. That's what we do. Um, so, 
another one he had here, he said a related question, can can Isaac Nada perform the fullback duties and allow five H-backs to make the roster? I have four tight ends making the team is what he put. So um, what's your thoughts on that? Hmm. I mean, I, I guess he could. I, I don't know how great a blocker he is to be able to uh, do that. And I know like teams do that. They take you know defensive tackles, linebackers, other positions and just think, you know, just be a fullback and go in there. Um, but I think that's what they're, they're going to use Nick Bowden for. So I, I don't think they plan on him to do that. So I, I don't see that happening. Yeah, Griffco, one of the rare occurrences. I agree with you. I mean, they brought this guy in to compete sort of at the tight end position. You know, the new age NFL, they kind of like love this H-back uh, type that they make up. Not H-back, what do they call it? Um, where they just sort of want to make a tight end into this random piece. What do they always do? I always thought they were. I always thought those guys were called H backs. But okay, yeah, yeah. H, I guess it's the term anyway. Like a using a tight end or even sometimes the offensive lineman is like a fullback slash guy that you can play some trick plays with. I mean, I think now is just a tight end. I don't know if he'll make the roster or not, but um, you know, I would just keep him there, let him battle it out. Hopefully. I mean, as much as I like Big Mike Roberts, I mean, if, if this guy can come in and, and have some of his high school pedigree and fit in well with the other guys, like Jesse James and Hawk, I think, you know, those might be some of our top tight ends. And then, you know, who knows? Logan Thomas just sort of been forgotten about again. I don't know what we have there either, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe they would like the gadget player, but I think you're going to see Smash Mouth football with Bowden in that fullback position and then, uh, you know, multiple tight ends uh, kept as well. Um, Frank put here, uh, he put my thoughts, uh, keep the better special teams player between Zach Center and, and Nick Bodden. Uh, Ty Johnson has a lot to prove to replace Theo in the two-minute offense. Uh, Ty had a very limited amount of catches at Maryland. So good take by you, Frank. Uh, we appreciate the question and then you throwing in your uh, – your answer at the end, we love when people do this. You know, we love when you hit us up with questions, but we also want to hear from you guys so we can put you on the show. Even if you're not on uh, verbally, we like to put you on and shout you out and all that type of stuff. So uh, appreciate it very much. Uh, next one, uh, this, is, uh, this is our boy Paul Jackson down there. I think he's in Tampa down there in Florida. He put uh, – let's see if I can uh, check this question. Oh, this one has something to do with Grifka. Let's see what it says. Um Oh, this is a question I kind of threw at you earlier. He wants to know, Hawk's ranking was figured in that he was a tight end, and he still uh, fell 5-8 to eight on everybody's board. He wants to know what you got to say about that, Griff. I think I already sort of quoted this, but, I mean, again, t- tell Paul why everyone else would be wrong about this tight end, and you're so right. Because tight ends are luxury picks, and uh, rookie tight ends don't usually do a whole lot. And we're not going to see anything out of him really, you know, develop for about three years. And uh, it's one of those things, like, usually tight ends drafted that high don't live up to that status of a top ten pick. I mean, I know Derek got on me because I named off a bunch of tight ends that were drafted in the top ten. And the one that had actually a real decent career was Vernon Davis. Guys had, like, one season here or there, but mostly they just they don't they don't turn out to be the game changer that a top 10 pick should be. So I don't care where they rate him. I mean, I just don't think tight ends 
in the top 10 are good value picks. That's just my opinion. Oh, boy. I'm going to leave that one there so we don't uh, argue for another 20 minutes. But, uh, Paul, appreciate that uh, you bring in some knowledge there, trying to help Griff out, trying to help his open his eyes and see the light that it's 2019. This is in the 1980s. Tight ends are weapons. Tight ends are people too. And they don't always have to be pushed way down the board just because their position. I'm sure not everybody got this one wrong of this guy being a top 10 type talent overall in the NFL draft. I think he's going to be a great piece for the Detroit lions. And then I also wanted to shout Paul out on the show because he got after Griff today on Twitter when I, or the other day when I said we had to bump the show a day, he said, what, does Griff have to go out and have another picnic? And I said, no, this one's on me. Uh, but I, I love that he took a shot at you, too. So mad respect, Paul. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah I saw that. It was, I was okay with that. I know he's just playing. <laughs> yeah, see, Griffka, like we're bringing you into the 21st century. I, I had to make you a Twitter account. Then I had to show you how to work it. Now you're starting to get some love and some people getting after you. Like, you know, who knows? Next thing you know, you're going to have millions of followers and, and the world's going to probably be a worse place because of it. But, uh, you know, that, that, that's our goal here on the Kool-Aid cast. So um, anyway, with all that being said, man, it's been a fun show. Got to um, talk a lot of lions, share some laughs, uh, get after each other a little bit. So I think we're going to close up the show, but we got one more question and that's um, hmm. oh, Grifka. You, uh, you got anything else for the people? Uh, nope. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much. Uh, please check us out for our Friday show. We're going to have a whole bunch more Lions talk for you. And there's going to be a surprise. And you got to listen to see what it is. Probably come at the end of the show. But I think you're going to want to check it out. So, everybody, check us right back here on Friday for another episode of the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. Thanks. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.